Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Can We Be Frank podcast, where the whiskey may be on ice, but the talk is always straight up. Uh, today, the whiskey is straight up, as is, and it is very good. Angel's Envy. Uh, Angel's Envy. Angel's yeah, Envy. So it is good, good stuff. Mm. Cheers to you guys. Cheers. Uh, my name is Derek Cadell. I'm here with Mike Axe and Robert Zappia, uh, as always. Um, let's dive right into the... Well, hold on. Yeah, take a sip. That's yeah. important. Take your time, Derek. Yes. Yeah, get, get, get it down. <laughs> get, get a sip in there. Um, let's dive right into the, the mystery topic. It's come around to... Oh, to oh it's your turn. That's yeah, right. That's right. There's a recent story uh, about uh, ESPN getting in trouble huh? because they gave out, uh, they put down fake names on their Emmy uh, participant lists so mm. they could get trophies for people that wouldn't be eligible for them, namely mostly on-air personalities. Hmm? I guess when you when you win mm -hmm. an Emmy for something, it generally goes, the statue goes to the producer of the show. Mm -hmm. The on-air personality doesn't actually win the Emmy. Okay. So they would put down fake names so they could give a trophy, one of the Emmy statues, uh, or I guess it's called, a, it's not a statue, whatever it is, uh, to, to you know, on-air personalities. Uh, and they got a lot of trouble for that when management found out about it. They had to give them back. Um, okay. Oh, they had to give the Emmys back. Wow. Well, they didn't lose the Emmy. They just had to give the statues back because the per person wasn't an actual person on the production uh, eligible for it. Okay. But I was sitting there going, okay. Why would that even? Why would you want a statue? Doesn't even have your real name on it. You can't right, say well, you yeah. won an Emmy. It doesn't make any sense. But I also feel bad because uh, production uh, is a team effort, mm -hmm. and it normally just goes to the producer, the main guy, or the main director, or whatnot. And everyone else gets a certificate. I just wanted to see what you guys feel about, uh, you know. Should people get uh, a little bit more recognition? No. <laughs> no? Or does it go to the main guy? What are your thoughts okay, on Okay, well, that? here's my thought. Okay. Let's hear it. I'll be frank. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be frank. Now, the question is, should they? Yes. Okay, we'll do both. Should they? Sure. Okay. Do In they? perfect world. By the okay. current rule. I'm a rules guy. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. okay. If that's the rules, fight the rules. Change the rules. Sure. sure. And but I understand, but if a film gets best picture, the producers get the, get right. the Oscar, right? The, the, the writer doesn't if he doesn't win best writing. The director doesn't if he doesn't win best directing. The actors don't. They're all, of course, important in making it a best picture. But the best picture Oscar goes to the producers and it's certain producers. Um, I don't think trying to circumvent that by creating false identities is probably no, yeah, it's the best way to go. No, it certainly was a smart idea. And the thing about it is, is I would love to be like, oh, I am an Emmy winning production assistant. But... Well, you might be, are you really, you know, you know what I mean? Everybody contributes. So yes, you are. But it's also like, no, I think you, you need to save that for the, the you got to work your way up to be that person to, to win your Emmy. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I know your dad has, has two Multiple Emmys, Emmys as, yes. a, as an editor. Yeah. Um, and I know you got to, you, you have them, you got to keep them. I did. Yes. Yeah. I have. Um, do you display them or do you? Proudly. I okay. call, I say they're mine. Yes. And, and I read, I, I wanted them to the bars I with you, them, yes, exactly. <laughs> every restaurant. I, well, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was reading up on the rules about all this stuff after that. And I, I did read that, uh, it, it is allowable obviously for an heir to keep. Are you trying to, to like keep... narc me out? No, yeah, like, no, what I if wanted it to make sure, come, I wanted gonna, to make sure like, that the Emmy police are going to come. And I wanted to make sure that if we mention 
this, you wouldn't get in trouble for having them. So I verified, because I'm that type okay. of person, that it's okay for the air to have. You just can't sell it. Oh, oh well, in that case, well, we'll, what's we'll, the point we'll of having them? That's fine. <laughs> but here's the thing. What I have thought about doing, because the, the, the Emmy my father won in 1971 for hee-haw. Okay. Uh, when I was like eight years old, I thought, I'm going to shine my dad's Emmy. <laughs> and there was something oh, like no. SOS. I don't know if you remember these SOS oh, yeah, ads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. SOS and, I was shining, and I'm shining the, you know, the kind of a natural brass color. Mm-hmm. And I'm shining it. And I'm thinking, oh, it's getting shinier. But what it was doing, it was rubbing off the brass. Oh. So it, to the silver that's beneath the brass coating. Oh. So the Emmy is now... Uh, Kind of Slightly experience. tarnished. And, you know, it's all your fault. My dad being the amazing person he is, could care less. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I have thought about you can, for a small fee, be like, hey, I want a new one. Oh, like okay. You, you, and, and I had also brilloed the uh, SOS, the uh, <laughs> the inscription, the engraving, so right. you can't quite say. So you can get a whole new brand new Emmy. You just send back your old one and they'll give you a spanking new one. But then. But it's not the one he held. Yeah, it's exactly. not the one he won. It doesn't sell. Yeah, and that's more, I think, more important to you than the, the shiny. Yeah, I kind of like the shiny thing. But, okay. Well, well you can do it for but my wife them, is like you know. the sentimentality yeah. of it all. It's kind of yeah. like the luggage bags where you get a brand new and then they say, well, when they oh, get knocked true. around, it's it's like, then it makes you've it like you've traveled. You've, you've done this. this yeah, is that's true. Thing. So, yeah, think about it that way. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd love everybody to be able to be recognized uh, on something it's like true. that. It's true. There's a lot of hard work that goes into things, but you can't give a statue to everybody. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Somebody yeah, has to be the, the leader that accepts for everyone. For everybody, yeah. And, and whatnot, you know. So I, I just thought that was – and again, I get their sentiment. I, I get what they you know they wanted sure. to do. They wanted everybody to feel. But to be honest, if you're on air, that should be winning enough for you. You shouldn't be. They should be doing fake names to get uh, production assistance Please, or yeah. somebody. Or, doing... or you win for best on air personality. I mean, yeah. like like films that win best picture. I know it's pretty rare that the director doesn't also win, but a film that wins best picture and the writer doesn't win. I mean, that seems strange to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you have a best picture but the writer writer wasn't? Sure. Yeah, it is. That's weird, where it right? all starts. But. I don't think that they should use a false name so the writer also gets a statue. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah, for no. sure. Anyway. That's not the way to do it. But, <laughs> you know, interesting. I, there's all sorts of ways to try and cheat the system. Yeah, but I'm, true. You know, I'm glad, caught. I'm glad they got caught and they're going to get disciplined and do what they but have to do. But what's the discipline? They just take it back? Uh, I believe so. Well, it's it's vague now, the news story. It may, more may come out when this, okay. this is... Uh, we put this out, but right now it's just saying they gave the statues back and the employees were disciplined, so, whatever that means. <laughs> well, you know, this, this kind of brings up the thing that happened at the Oscars not too long ago, right? Where they called the wrong. Oh, <laughs> that was awful. That moonlight. Well, that, you was, feel bad for them, but right. that, you know. What are you going to do? Yeah. How does that happen? Right. I, well, they were. Did they say how that happened? They were old. They, well, they I know why like he misread. read what he read. Why? He, he was nervous, and he just. But how do you imagine a name? <laughs> well, he didn't imagine you... the name. The problem is they put both the name of the person and the movie they're in. Okay, it was the, the person's or... name Moonlight. No, or whatever it was. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it was for the. Uh, it was the wrong one. It was actually, I think it was uh, Emma Stone's for La La Land. For La La Land, but they put Emma Stone La La Land. So when she ripped it out of his hands because he stuttered, she just saw the word La La Land and went. Oh hell, that must be the winner. So, La but it was La the Land. previous award. Yeah, it was the previous was for award. Emma Stone, was but for Emma Stone. It was for Emma Stone. So the the problem was it said Emma Stone La La Land, and they just read La La Land, ignored the Emma Stone and part. And they handled it pretty well, I guess. For all things, he's like, no, no, this is for. Moonlight, they they actually, handled it well, so, um, yeah. you know. But 
that yeah, takes that's that rough. Has, that's uh, yeah. That's that was a rough. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like who was it? Was it Steve Harvey who? Oh, oh yeah, read the, the wrong, wrong name for Miss America. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's yeah. horrible so bad. as well. I guess they just try to one up one up everybody because then you get the slap, the but, famous slap of but that's, Will uh, Smith and but Chris that's Rock. why you know I think sometimes people might judge me. I always feel bad people judging me for when I'm like, <laughs> hey, I want to see Never that. Never feels e-. good, Derek. Well, no, but I meant when when I'm you know like I want to see that email. And they're like, don't you trust me? I was like, well, I, I do, but I want to read it myself because... To make your own opinion. To, yeah. Like, yeah, I want to make sure, like, maybe you maybe you did misread it. I, I'm not saying you can't read. All I'm saying is uh, seeing is believing. And, so, and maybe sure. you'll give a different take on what's being written Especially there. if it's <laughs> a, something has to do with interpretation. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, I always feel bad. Like, I, I'm not... I'm not dist- I'm not distrusting. I'm not trying to put you down. I just want to read it myself. Yeah. You know, and, and give your own opinion. So that's You're why frank. I was like, if I, were to win, if I were to <laughs> yes. win, an, I'm going to be frank. If I were to win an award, I am taking that envelope and I'm going to sit there. Oh, you want to verify if you win. Yeah. I want to verify. I don't, I'm not going <laughs> to take their first. word for it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be like, let me just double check and maybe it's the account. To the make auditor. sure. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to audit the. the like the, the Westinghouse or whoever uh, the people Price are. Waterhouse the Coopers. Price yeah, Waterhouse Coopers. Yeah, Price Waterhouse Coopers. I'm going to make sure that it says my name if, you know, when I win my, you know, whatever I win. When? Yeah. I like that. When, not, when I win. Saying good thinking. When good thinking. Um, anyway. But, yeah, okay. uh, so speaking of, you know, your dad won those Emmys. Speaking yes. of your dad. Okay. Um, I know he was the genesis, I believe, for um, our topic for today, which is independent, making an independent, in this case, animation uh, that you did. Um, I don't know how many years ago it was now. That will be 2000. Right? Well, then, it came out well, 2006. Yeah. It was like. 2004, 2005, so almost 20 years ago. Wow, so now, you yeah. know, almost 20 years ago. But uh, he was the genesis because it was based on a story. It's uh, Christmas is Here Again. It was an animated uh, a feature-length uh, movie that you you had done. Um, and But it was based on a story he told you as a kid? Yeah, he would tell my older sister and I this story, bedtime story, uh, during the holidays uh, when we were going to sleep. Um, and he was also very musical. He came from a family of 12 and they all played a different instrument. So, uh, he would have songs that accompanied these, the story and it kind of grew over the years as we were growing up. And he started to ask us like, cause we'd say, well, what happens next? You know, cause we hadn't fallen asleep yet. And he'd say, well, I don't know. Uh, what do you think happens next? You know, cause he was like running out of ideas. So it kind of became this, this, uh, familial story that he would tell us every year around the holidays. And then our friends kind of got engaged in it mm. and they would want to hear the story and hear the songs and it mm-hmm. became something became very much a family story that when i grew up and was a writer uh i wanted to bring to the screen uh in an animated fashion That's awesome. um and obviously i make sense to be animated um you know when when did you write it did you write it right before you went ahead with the whole process or did you have it written and it was something that took time i had an outline that i had written for it before probably Halloween H two O, okay, I had taken one of those hiatus periods in between shows, and written an outline um, because I needed fleshing out to be a feature version. Um, and then many years later, uh, I think I had written a spec horror that went out, didn't sell, and I was feeling a little stale and jaded. And the idea of doing something independently came up. So that was the genesis of why you decided to. Yeah, I had been on a ton of general meetings, a ton of pitches. Nothing was coming through. Mm -hmm. I had a spec go out. It didn't land anywhere. 
and I wanted to try and take control. Like, okay. why am I waiting for someone to give me a job? I'm just going to create a job. Mm -hmm. And this is, at that point, our kids were, our daughter was two years old. Wow. Uh, so our son was seven, six, seven. And, you know, we would tell them the story and they loved the songs and we were living on the same property as my parents. So they were with their grandparents. So my dad would sing them the song. Mm -hmm. It was like so much a part of our, you know, family. Mm -hmm. And we thought, well, why don't we um, try and get this done independently? Now, it, it's more common now. I mean, independent films have always been a thing, of course. But certainly independent animation was a very unique I'd say it has to, to be, do. Yeah, because you know? animation, you know, what a lot of people don't realize, I think, is animation is expensive. It is. And takes uh, a lot of time. And it takes a lot of time. So, and that bugs me as a person who's worked in animation now for 10 years. It's like these, I read these YouTube, and I know you shouldn't read YouTube comments for things that you've worked on. <laughs> but these people are no, like, yeah. I don't know why they didn't do this, or why did you do this, and all this stuff. Don't and it made it seem like, no, like we threw this together in a week. <laughs> And, right, yeah. and, and they're like, you know, I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Well, there's so many considerations, the time, money. And, and this, this, this thing that you watched on YouTube that was five minutes took us six months to put together. Right. Sure, yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, quite a lot of money, more money than you would think to, Nobody to do Nobody realizes that. Yeah. And yeah. people just think, you know, the stuff's thrown together in a, in a week. Well, it's and, just like manufacturing anything. You're, you're, you're a consumer of the end product, right? Yeah. You, you don't understand everything that goes into that. And it, the same thing is true with a movie or an animation, you know. That's very true. And, but I have to say, I find myself guilty of doing the same thing, even knowing yeah. all that goes into it, even knowing as a writer, all that goes into it and how much is out of your control. I still find myself being very critical. Well, but well, that's, well, yeah, I guess that's human nature. Human nature, sure. but yeah. I, it's, there are bad but it's frustrating movies, when though. you're on the end of it. There are bad movies, But they don't, may not know it's bad. <laughs> well, true. Like, like the last film I did, or even let's go stay with Christmas is here again. It's a love it or hate it. Hmm. I found it's it's a five star or a one star. Uh, you know, and there's people very critical of it. Yeah, like somebody said they wanted to put an ice pick through their ears so <laughs> they wouldn't have to hear the music. Yeah, uh, so you know, you tend to focus on those, but it also has become kind of like a cult thing with people who grew up with it. It's now 20 years now. Yeah, but I've seen comments they show their kids and they're so happy it's available for them to see. If you would have had more money. You think you would have done it differently? Oh, absolutely. Or, okay. But even it, well, even if not money, right? Like just the the, the, the experience. Everybody, Renegade, okay. you, yeah. Jim, oh, I would have written a very different script. It would have been very different. It would have been yeah. Not only you're right. Not only money. Even the same budget. Okay. Uh, I it would have been better. Different, but I mean that's because we've learned. That's we've just all learned human nature, along the way. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would have made different choices. It, you know, but it was my first uh, directing. It was my first uh, independent. It was, you know, directing big name talent. Yeah, big name talent. You know, you're talking Jay that. Leno, uh, Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith, uh, Ed Asner, Ed Asner, uh, Kathy, Kathy Bates, Norm McDonald, Norm McDonald, shout out, yeah, Brad no. Garrett, Brad, Brad Garrett, Garrett, and of course the biggest name of all, Dan, Dan Robach, <laughs> yes. who, who, when we talk about networking in previous <laughs> podcasts, was someone who was a dad. That went to of a son uh, who went to the same school as uh, my so that, son. So that's how you met. That's Dan. how we met. You were both parents in the PTA line, or, or not the PTA line, the the pickup line, or something like that. Pam came home. They were in preschool together. I did not know this. Pam came home and said, "There's the most annoying freaking father." <laughs> it was like at a Halloween thing they did, and this dad was standing up and blocking everybody's view, and I kept telling him to sit down so I can see my son. Okay, so I said, "Oh boy, what a jerk." We go to another <laughs> event like a week later, two weeks later, and I see, she's like, that's him. 
That's the dad. Now, this was at the time the late shift was on uh, HBO yes, where Dan yes. played Jay Leno. And I love that yep. movie. I love so that. So good. I'm like, that Jay Leno? <laughs> She's like, no, not Jay Leno. That, that's not Jay Leno. I'm like, no, that's the actor who plays Jay Leno. That's the guy who was standing up. Well, our sons ended up becoming best friends. So, um, and, and he's a great guy. And Pam, you know. Well, I was, you know, when, when you introduced us to him, my, my fan thing was... Uh, he was in U.S. Marshals. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. Fugitive. And, uh, the Fugitive. Fugitive. With was, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, he's done so much. Yeah, yeah he really has. Oh, really he's done, you look him up. He's done a million things. Yeah. He continues he to. He really, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a but hard, like, hard That worker. was like, wow, this dude is like legit. Like, I, you know, finally got to meet a real, you know, yeah. a real celebrity. And plugging, you know, independent films. You got to shout out to Dan. Yeah, for, he does For a great all job. of the great, you know, movies that he brings Oh, my gosh. He's making these films. In Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. On a budget. They're quality. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they look gets, great. They look great. Um, yeah, he's making it. This is what I'm saying. Like, there's a point where you stop waiting. Why You start saying, why am I waiting for someone to give me an opportunity? Just make, make it, it yourself. yourself. I'm going to make my opportunity, and I'm going to do it in a way that I'm happy. And, you know, <laughs> that's what Dan's done. And uh, It takes a lot of hard work for it that. It does. It takes a lot of hard work. And I've been inspired by it, which is, you know, we're, we're working on a project. Mm -hmm. on a script I wrote years ago that's independent. Yeah, yeah and, um, and you've been able to bring us on board, which is exciting for... Yeah. I, I'm not going to... I know it, I'm going to speak for Mike. It's exciting for he and I. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. That's a future sure. podcast. Yeah. But anyways, sure. but it's about independent yeah. filmmaking, yes. But, but so, but you were saying, like, the impetus for for Christmas Here Again more was, I have the time, I'm going to... Uh, nothing else is hitting, I might as well try and... Yes. Go now, out and do it. Now, that's easy to say, Okay, <laughs> but you need the money. Right. Sure. So, but how did that come about? Without yeah, going money into too is much, always the hardest part. It right. Is. It was all friends and family. Long okay. and short of it, mostly family, mostly okay. mom and dad. So, uh, Nepo baby. <laughs> no, but it was something that my, of course, because the origin was my dad, sure. and um, it meant a lot to our family. So they were willing to invest in, in the film. So I'd say they came up with almost half the budget. Wow. Okay. And then the other half was other. My sister invested. I invested. Um, uncles and aunts and friends you know we all kind of came together film. it was uh, uh uh crowdfunding crowdfunding before, before crowdfunding, before crowdfunding. Yeah, but let, let me ask you this uh, i mean in this case it was a family story but yeah. how, how did you go about pitching it to your friends and family who were investors what did you have a presentation we did we had a, a presentation we had a, a whole uh breakout of, as far as like what the return could be okay by that point, we had some talent attached. Okay. You know, Dan was instrumental because Dan, having played Jay Leno, he knew Jay Leno. Jay. <laughs> so he got Jay. Mm -hmm. In the night shift, he worked with Kathy Bates. That's right. She was so Kathy great Bates. in that movie and everything um, she does. I'm trying to think who wasn't. Uh, he had worked with Norm on a sitcom. We got Norm. Right, and he, Matt, he was on Matlock, so he knew Andy he Griffith. He got Andy Griffith. What about Shirley Jones? Shirley Did Jones was... But what, once you get those people aboard, right, you can get, all you can get Shirley Jones, you can get Brad Garrett, you can get... right sure, Other people sure. are like, oh, all those people are involved. Ed Asner was my connection because of Thunder Alley was sure, the sitcom yeah, I did okay. with him. He was actually the first person we got oh, okay. aboard, yeah. But, okay. But we have, Mike and I have a story about that. Um, you know, if you remember from the first episode, we talked about autographs and how we're yeah. involved in that. We <laughs> would write celebrities. One of them we would we would write to for his autograph was Ed Asner, and one of them we decided, um, you know, we were we were writing to him, and we were going to send a picture from Christmas is Here Again, <laughs> the character he played. Still have this one, and um, <laughs> <Do you? laughs> so we sent him the thing and the letter, and I I think we explained. 
Of the character that of you the played character in Christmas and, here again. Okay. And we sent it to him. I don't think we, we identified who we were, why we sent that picture. No, we did not. Yeah. We, we, but we, were, hoping, we, were, we were hoping he was going to you know reply we with that. And and the reply, he wrote a really nice, loving note on the, the autograph. But that started with, who is this character? <laughs> um, so he didn't remember. Well, so in all fairness, <laughs> though, he didn't see the character design. Okay. As a first-time director, Ed Asner, Jay Leno, Kathy Bates, yeah, that's Oscar big winner. Names, big names. Uh, you know, I wanted to make sure I went in there and, and, and knew what I was doing. And, and Daryl came to all those record sessions as well. Okay, great. Uh, Daryl uh, Van Sitters, he's the co-founder of Renegade Animation. So he's a pro at the industry. So I'm sure having him there was a help for you. And particularly because the animation house we had originally signed to do the animation backed out. Ah, and as an independent, like this is the first time we yeah. were doing it, and we had found an animation house. It's called One Red Room, I think. Mm. And they had done some interstitials on Disney Channel. And, and we were all set. We had the contract, we had the budget, and we were oh. set to record all the actors like the next week. So you had everybody attached. Everybody, everybody attached. Ready we were to ready go. to go. And um, back in 2003, not everything was HD ratio. Right. So you had oh, the 4-3, yeah. okay. which is what most animation places were budgeting. And one red room, I said, I really want it to be HD because I think eventually it's everything's going to be yep. that. Very, very smart. And they agreed. But one of the reasons for backing out was like, this is just too much. This is too mm. much. But I'm now stuck with all these actors and a, and a recording and we don't have an animation studio. So I had scheduled a lunch with Mike Gabriel who's the director of Pocahontas. He worked for Disney oh, okay. for many years. Mm -hmm. he's, he's the brother of a dear friend, writer, Steve Gabriel. The reason I had scheduled the lunch is to say, hey, I'm going to go direct these big talent actors. Do you have any advice? Sure. What that lunch turned into is, holy shit, I've lost <laughs> my animation studio. Like, what do you what do? do, I do? Like, yeah. how do? And he says, well, gosh, I, you know, my, my good friend Daryl Van Sitters has an animation company that's right in Glendale. But I don't know if they're looking to do anything. But, uh, you know, I'll, here's his number. Call him. <laughs> so I call him. We go to lunch at Rafi's, which is a place in Glendale. Oh, there. oh yeah. Oh, I call I it the Rice, rice Palace. Palace. Yes, yes, yes. You get yes, lots yes. of rice. Yeah. And uh, so we hit it off right from the beginning. Uh, it was me, uh, Daryl Van Sitters, Ashley Postlewaite, and then the producer, Chris again, Jim Prater, mm -hmm. okay. who I had met way back at, at Windancer Home Improvement. Carolyn Company, people, yeah, and we just all hit it off right from there, and they agreed to do it for the budget that One Red Room had agreed to do, okay. which they and were doing in HD, right? In HD, yep. Um, and Daryl's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'm like, we're recording next week. Like, <laughs> Would you mind being there?" He's like, "I'll be there." That's you know, so cool. So yeah, and and from there, uh, now we're talking a twenty odd year, some you know, twenty year relationship with Renegade. Yeah, and they've you know. Hired I, us to do Jim and I to run Tom and Jerry for mm -hmm. Warner Brothers uh, for two seasons. We've um, Ashley we hired up, us. Yeah, Ashley, yeah. Ashley <laughs> hired you two. Yeah. Ashley hired me to do ABC Mouse. But Dan Roebuck, okay, said to ABC Mouse, "Hey, there's an animation company across the street that you should do some animation so on how your did, site." Do you know how Dan got connected to Age of Learning? Like, I how, think it was through Glendale Center Theater. 
Oh, okay. He did because he um, Dan did a lot. Of, does a lot. I think he likes like doing theater, stage, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. we saw um, a, a Scrooge, Christmas Carol, Scrooge, yeah, yeah, or Christmas whatever. Carol, whatever it was, uh, yeah, years ago. But yeah, uh, it's circle. It was. Uh, I think it may have closed now. Or is it open? I think it is closed now. But it's, oh, is uh, it, really? it was a stage in the, uh, what's it called? Stage in the round. Yeah, yeah. That's it was closed? a very cool venue. Yeah. I it think might it, be. I think. Uh, I'm not don't, don't take our word for it. If it's not, you know, tweet us. You know, nobody cares. Yeah, tweet, tweet. Come on, what are you from nineteen or whatever it is? What do you say? Yeah, what do you say? I don't even know now. I don't know. X. Send a message. X sounds really (laughs) bad. Musk. Musk. Yes. Um, but but yes. Okay. So, but he he had some connection through them and and got them connected there, which is how you guys um, were able to uh, get the age of learning. Yeah. Bring on Mike. Yes. Which then brought on me. And it's been a 10 year uh, ride since then. Yeah. Here we and, are. and talking about like networking, but with people you like and friends, like Daryl and Ashley are just salt of the earth people. Good people. Oh, like, yeah. I've, just... I've enjoyed my uh, time with them. It's been yeah. great. I'm looking forward to doing more with them. Yeah. They're such good But people. as far as, so, uh, yeah. So it ended up obviously working out well, and, and uh, we made the film, and it was an incredible experience. And uh, now you did that. Now... was, well, speaking of Christmas here again, and, and when it, the film came out, that was yeah. the first time that I met you in person, I remember. That's true. For the, I, for the premiere, we the, rented the out premiere. a theater, the Crest Theater in, in Westwood. It, yep, yep, in Westwood. And I you remember. flew out. It was that. the first time I came to LA. That's crazy. It was the first time I'd been on a plane. I remember I was I was at Pitt and uh, I flew out with Lauren Smith at the time. I, she's married now, Lauren Deasy, and a friend of ours. Yeah, <laughs> a friend of ours, and we came out here for the first time. And yeah. I met you and, and, and we your went family. To the house, yeah, we went to Toluca yeah. Lake there. Yeah, and you had a nice big spread. It was yeah. really great. And I, I met Dan. Well, he was at the premiere, but then I went to his house and saw oh, all his of museum. his museum. Yeah. Oh my gosh, amazing museum of all yeah. these great collectibles and horror things that that uh, he's into is that where we took the picture the one that was i i don't think it was time? that visit i think okay. it was another visit but yes uh, yeah. yeah we were in dan's uh and, and then shortly thereafter we went we were we got into the heartland film festival with christmas right. is here again that's in right Indiana, and you came out i drove out, out from Pitt. That. Yeah, yeah that was a lot of fun too yeah, yeah. did you have now, some success there or was we it? did yeah okay. well it's hard to get into that festival okay mm-hmm. and heartland film festival is a very respected festival um so we got just being in that uh, was great for us because we at that point we did not have distribution. Okay, so that helped get us distribution. That's because, great. Awesome. You know, it means something to people. That's really yeah. Great. Now, now you said a lot of your funding was family and friends, but it still was hard. I'm sure. I, I will tell you, 20 years later, it still weighs on me. Okay, yeah. right? Because you, if it was a studio, like okay, pray for the devil, Halloween H2O, name the project. You want it to do well. But if it doesn't do well or they don't make their money, it's corporate money, it's it's corporate money yeah. and you're like, well, they'll make it on the next thing or whatever. When it's friends and family, hmm. it just weighs on you, you sure. know, because you want to make people whole. You want people to be happy. They invested. You want, you know, all those things. And while it's it's had a level of success that's been fantastic, it's not the level that I thought it would. Okay. And hmm. so I feel bad for maybe being overly optimistic about yeah. what those results would be. Like if I were to do it now, I think I'd be m- less rosy about it. Like, hey, listen, there's a lot of risk. It may not pay off. But that's, but uh, I, I know, you gotta I know. sell it though. Well, yeah. and I believed it, you know. Yeah, well, uh, and that's good. That is good. And <laughs> yeah. 
I think anybody that invests or has that kind of money, hopefully has that kind of money to invest, knows the risk. But you have to be passionate about it. So I, I definitely understand your reservation. And, right. and what you've done is bring a story that you grew up with, that your kids right. grew up with, to the screen. That's and true. not only to the screen, to the stage. You know, that's been, oh, a, that's it's right. been a musical. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it got well, adopted which, into a, a musical. Yes. I remember, I was, I was a little emotional the first time I we saw it, because I was just like, yeah, yes. this is so great it's to ex- share the experience. I know your mom was there. Yes. And, and it was just really great to see this. And I'm like, wow, this is your story from growing up that your dad told you. And, yeah. you know, there's something very special about that. I know, I know that maybe it didn't make the money that you wanted it right. to make, but it's, I think it's a very meaningful project. Oh, that's you a great be very thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I appreciate it that. Was a, I, and and, I and all the investors, I will say, there's been no one that's not echoed that sentiment. Because Good. I think because they, 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 but they, I just feel they want. I know, yeah, no, I but they it. wanted to <laughs> invest in in you, and it turned True. out. Yes, you made the best movie that you could. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, speaking of which, you got to direct that. I want to ask you. I know your your bread and butter has been writing. It has, but that <laughs> what, that was your. Uh, is it your only foray in directing uh, to date, or you've done a little bit more professionally? Professionally, yes. Okay, so, I always wanted in my youth. Okay, and and through film school, the the goal was directing. Okay. Writing was a, I stumbled on. means to an end? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Hmm. But did you, okay, but I wanted to say, like, what did you think of that experience directing? Uh, I I know it's an animation, it's a little different than live action, but. And and everybody was so gracious. And I was probably most nervous with Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, yeah. Um, Wonderful. Like, like just so open to hearing all of everybody. you know, and I had I had met with uh, Mike Gabriel. I had met with Matt Williams, who created Roseanne, Home Improvement. He had directed uh, Where the Heart Is with Natalie Portman. He had done mm. a number of films. He got his advice. I'd read books that say never give a line reading. Mm. No, yeah, you don't do the that. The worst never, thing you I, do <laughs> yeah, is I, give a line reading. So I'm in with Kathy Bates, and I'm telling her, oh, this is how she feels. This is her emotion. It's as if. She's like, well, how would she? Just tell me how she'd say it. What's, your, how, what's the reading? <laughs> Oh no! She asked you for a line. Do you, you line think it was reading. a test, though? Like, were you? Like, I don't know. It, I said, "Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not an actor, but something like, okay, great. Oh, <laughs> it, sure, it, okay, I see what you mean. It is really hard <laughs> to not do that. Um, Telling Kathy, you know, Bates. I've been, yeah. I've been in <laughs> voice do it more like this, Kathy. <laughs> I've been in voice records, and, and to say, I've Daryl a lot with Daryl. Daryl's been the director on the ones that I've been in. He he's never given it, but you're right. Sometimes the actor asks that question, and like. You feel this obligation, you know, as as you know, I was the manager producer. I was like, uh, I want to answer your question, but I, I, the only way I can do it is if you're I, not an actor. If I give you the <laughs> reading, exactly. Or, I'm gonna give, yeah, exactly. yeah. And I was like, I'm not gonna tell you how to act, you know. Voice well, that's acting, very true. Voice acting is a very, um, it's a, it's a lot harder than you think. Yeah. Um, I want to say that, like, oh yeah. I think some people, kind of like I was going on earlier about they think an animation is made in a week. Voice acting isn't any less uh, difficult than, than live action there's, acting. There's not as much time put right. into it, but I think you need the talent. You do need to have that it. talent to be able to visualize it and to emote without, you know, uh, you know, sometimes without, you're not, you can't use your body. Sure. Yeah. You know, you, so well, you need to you... do it all vocally yep. uh, that then the animator can base his animation off of and make those emotions. Exactly. The, yeah. And make it, those. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, one of the the best uh, voiceovers that we we had the fortune to see was Mark Hamill when at Warner Brothers. Oh, that's Remember right. That yes, so that was when, on a Tom and Jerry. On Tom we and Jerry, a Christmas did. special. Tom and Jerry. Mark that's Hamill right. was the voice of Santa. Santa, yeah. And we got to go to Warner Brothers. It was amazing. like five people that in there. That was so fun. Well, it was right before the the new ones had come out. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, it was so cool. And like, he was great. He was very personable. And so personable. He asked for and pictures. Nice. You know, he took he was... pictures. And he did the Joker laugh from Batman, which was so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, He was I, great. You know, people have, you know, all these stories about celebrities. They've met. I've never met one that I didn't have a pleasant experience with. Not that I want to... I, we're, we're, this is, the, whole, the whole show's about being frank, and I'm sure they've heard it before. Have either of you... Oh. So you have had a, had a negative experience. Yes. I personally haven't. I haven't met a lot of Never them. Never meet your heroes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that a? Do you want an example? <laughs> sure. Give me one that you're comfortable giving. Okay, I'll give you. Yeah, let's you hear have it. one. Uh, no, not no. Most people have been nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have two examples. One is not mine. Okay. But is it is it an interesting uh, story? All right. Uh, but the one that was mine. Yeah. Never meet your heroes. Uh, is uh, so. It's Emmy night, Emmy Creative Emmy night. My father was nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I went as guests with my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I'm in a tux. My wife's True. in a gown. We're True. all respectable people here. Of course. We go to the Creative Emmys. I think it was in Pasadena, uh, and we are. This was in the mid '90s. Wife had to use the restroom. I walk her to the restroom, and there, oh, who is it? Standing at a table is George Lucas. Oh, oh wow! Now, George Lucas, like Star Wars, I was eight. Yep, is the reason I'm in the business. Like, yep. sorry, Dad, but like that was the reason. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I think I scream out, "Oh my God!" when I see him, and my wife says, "What?" And I'm like, "George Lucas is over there." She's like, "Oh my God! You've got to go say something to him. You've yeah. got to." Yes, and I'm like, "Absolutely." <laughs> which is not me, right? Because I normally yes. would try away. I, I, I said, but you got to go away. Like, go, go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I walk up. He's talking to the table. At the time, young Indiana Jones was on television, mm-hmm. and it was nominated for something. Mm-hmm. So he's his back is to me, and he's talking to this table of, of people. So I stand behind him, and I wait. And he finishes, and he turns to, to leave the table, and I say, oh, excuse me, Mr. Lucas. Uh, my name's Robert Zappi. Now I'm in a tux. I'm at the Creative Emmys. I'm sure. not a threat here. Sure. Yeah. I, I say something to the effect that, like, I know you probably hear this all the time, but Star Wars was a seminal moment for me. It's the reason I got into the business. And, you know, so blah, 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 blah. And he goes, anyway. Oh. <laughs> and he turns back to the table. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway. Like you he think... doesn't thank me. He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't... doesn't shake your hand or anything? No, no. Nope, nothing. Just, anyway. I think they train them just to be like, oh, yes. Crushed, uh, crushed. That's so, terrible. So Pam comes out, my wife, and uh, I'm like on the verge of tears. <laughs> we go, so how'd it go? I'm like, it was terrible. <laughs> so I sit and pout at the table. My dad loses the Emmy. He doesn't win. Oh, no. Bad night. No, but anyways, I, I hear he's very socially awkward. I was hoping that the story would be that Pam went and kicked his ass. Well, <laughs> which would not be unreasonable to think. Right. Her personality is she's uh, the best. She can do that. She takes good, good uh, care of you. But, you. But, but she does. <laughs> but the other story, um, that's the only celebrity I think I've met uh, where it's not been a great outcome. Otherwise, they've been lovely. Uh, when I was on, <laughs> I'm actually telling, well, and again, 
I'm actually telling Matt Williams the story. Again, creator of Home Improvement, he, uh, you know, uh, Roseanne. I'm telling him the story about George Lucas. And he goes, oh, never meet your heroes. Mm. <laughs> I was in New York, and uh, I'm at a gym, and Neil Diamond's on a treadmill. And I go up to him, and I'm like, I love you. I'm such a fan. <laughs> and he totally snubs me. He was such a jerk. He didn't. He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> so I go home to my mom who's a Neil Diamond fan, like mm. turn on your heart light and all the songs. <laughs> like, mom, you can, Neil Diamond was such a jerk to Matt. Like she, she didn't, he, he completely ignored him in a gym. She's like, I'll never listen to another album of his. <laughs> 10 years go by, ten, maybe 10 or 15. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling Matt, I think it was at that lunch where I was asking him about advice for Christmas is here again. I'm telling Matt about, oh yeah, my mom, when I told her that story about Neil Diamond, She's never listened to Neil Diamond since. <laughs> and he goes, who? And oh. Neil Diamond, the, when he went to him in the gym, he said, not Neil Diamond, Neil Simon, oh. the playwright. <laughs> so Neil Simon was the jerk. So I had oh, to tell my no. mom, you've boycotted Neil Diamond and you can for listen no to reason. You can listen to him again. So the embargo was raised, but she could not see a Neil Simon play. She couldn't watch <laughs> oh, the odd couple work. Yeah. yeah. But though, other than that. Yeah. No, I... I Everybody's people been seem to be nice. I don't think any. Yeah, I I've heard stories, of course, but I've not. Yeah, not first town accounts. I'd like to say that we got ice cream with Jay Leno, but it was more we were getting <laughs> ice cream and Jay Leno came to get ice cream. But he couldn't have been nicer. He's the nicest guy. He really couldn't he have is. been nicer to Every my dad and showing oh. him that steam car. And, and everything, you know, after and we see him driving after, around Burbank. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. 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 So it, but he, he couldn't have been nicer and... to my dad. I had him in town for the for the week. And it was just like because, you know, I didn't take him. I, we didn't see any celebrity. They didn't have the L.A. experience until then. You know, I That's felt cool. like yeah. that was like, oh, good. Towards the end here, we got to meet, you know, an and, and, a I really, and a good one. A really good one. Very positive very nice. He was so nice. Oh, that's he great. Really is. Yeah. He's yeah. a great guy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I miss him it, on late night. But yeah, he's doing good on, I guess, stand up. Uh, I miss him. On. I miss Letterman. I miss. Yeah, well, I miss Craig Ferguson. Just, I miss oh, Johnny Craig Carson, guys. Johnny Carson is so good. Yeah. No, but gone. Yes. Yeah. Everybody, you know, it's just. I, I miss late night. Yeah. Good late uh, night. In general. Yeah, same. Mm. But um, it's not to, the late night. Before we, we before we move on, I do have one more thing about Christmas here again. I wanted, okay. wanted to, to ask you about. Yes. And it was, you had said you didn't have distribution. Um, I just wanted to ask, like, what happened then? How did you get uh, distribution? For your, so you, you made the whole movie. We made the whole movie. Okay. We had a 35 millimeter print. Like it was, it could be theatrical. It could be digital it was hd it was every format we rented the theater out at universal and we reached out and just contacted distributors mm. and invited them to a screening okay uh we had kids from my from my kids elementary school in the theater okay so the distributors could kind of smart. get the reaction very smart great uh we did that like two or three times and um we got some bites but nothing really that we wanted to take there was one screening we had for for one uh his name was sam tolls and uh he was late and he came in smoking and he did not want to be there <laughs> he like hardly said anything to me or jim he just kind of walked into the theater and this was a screening just for him we had it arranged wow oh, wow so the film's going i said to jim uh the film's over he's like do you want to go meet him i was like eh, there's no point like let's just get our print we were showing the 35 millimeter print and let's just go. I'm sure he probably left before it ended. And as we come down, he's waiting. 
Oh. And his attitude is 180. Wow. Wow. He looked like a kid. He was like, <laughs> I loved it. Oh, my God. I've got to, we've got to be a part of this. It was That's Illumination. So cool. We worked for Illumination, not Illumination. Oh. Illumination okay. with an A. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, that is kind of where we started. Unfortunately, okay. it, it didn't end up being with Illumination. It ended up being with uh, Screen Media, mm-hmm. which made a better deal. Uh, but again, with networking, Sam always remembered the film and I ended up getting other work through Sam and, and things, but yeah, it just, it was just from, That's cool. you know, inviting distributors out to see a screening in a theater. Some of them were annoyed. They wanted a screener, mm-hmm. but we okay. were really adamant yeah. about them seeing, seeing it, it in, in a theater. theater, come out to universal, come sit in the theater with a group of, it's an experience of, yeah. of children who, yeah. so you can see it through their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And it's about persistence uh, to, you know, it keeping is. it, you know. It is. Don't give up and just, keep, yeah, you just keep, keep, keep showing it. it and believe it. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not for everybody, but somebody's going to appreciate it. Like Sam, who came in this, he was so annoyed. <laughs> he was so annoyed. Great. Um, yeah, is, that that's great. And, you know, and that's, you know, the, the big thing about um, just independent filmmaking is persistence. It yeah. is. And keep believing going. in your project. In your keep vision. Going. And, and, and making keep it happen. Going. And that's what, we, you know, our upcoming project, we're excited to bring, you know, more uh, more information about that once we Coming get it going. Soon, yeah. But it's it's just about being persistent and, you know, not letting any setbacks, um, you know, uh, derail your process. Yeah, you can't let them derail. No, that's including losing your animation company a week before. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Like it. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. All right, is it time for the question? Yes, yeah, it is. The it's question? time for the question uh, from... Uh, Catholic High. Uh, Hello, my name is Autumn Lipson, and I'm a senior at Lancaster Catholic. What is the best part of the production process? Now you go first. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Well, mine... You have a strong I have opinion. An answer, I do have a very strong opinion. The best part of the For me, especially process. for animation, is uh, post-production. Oh. Um, obviously, you know, uh, having a great script is important. Having great animation <laughs> <Hello>? is important. <laughs> you better say that. <laughs> having a great story is important. Great storyboarding and all the different parts. Having great animation is important. But as a person that watches it through the stages before the final project or product, it's it doesn't really come to life until uh, the editor has really tightened it up and made it helped craft the story, sound design, and music are what really just elevates something from what is this to, wow, that is awesome. So for me, post-production is the best part of the process. Um, When they add the sound effects and the music comes in, Mm. it just really brings everything together. And it's the moment where I feel, obviously, because you're towards the end, that you have a final product. And um, yeah. I am um, like to me, it's the it's the most fun, and it's what I look forward to the most is when I hear the 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 episode or the cut together with music and sound effects. So. It's fu- it's funny. I'm the polar opposite of that. Oh, really? I, I would say I really enjoy the the early phase, the development. I mean, I remember back at Age of Learning and sitting in the room with you and Jim, and yeah. you know, just hearing the ideas, and and we would just have fun, the iteration, you know? and, and, and yeah, and just the funniness, it like, yeah, exactly, like putting it all together and putting you know, all the the stories together, and and just kind of visualizing it in your own mind. And and for me, it was interesting to discover how it, how that idea that was only spoken about and then only written about on a page comes to life and sure you know i think it's it's awesome in post production to see that finally like all come together but i would say you know the the really 
the 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 part that makes me most excited and the part that makes me like wow this is this is really really great and this is this is so much fun is the very very beginning the yeah, the conceptualization of that the yeah. oh, the light bulb almost the light the, bulb like, moment the, yeah and then and just and and, st- and not only just the light bulb moment because that's really cool like having the idea but talking it out yeah like, you know fleshing it out thinking about it like oh there's so many possibilities we could do all of these great things and what ends up coming of that is, okay. is interesting. What about you? Well, fade out <laughs> on a first draft is sure. my favorite part. But that, if we're talking production, like oh, because you like, that's the point of the script where you're like, I'm done. I'm done. I have a draft. <laughs> I have yes. a draft. I can write the word fade out. Exactly. But beyond that, I agree, post. And I think post-production, part of that goes just to my youth and the nostalgia of being in, at, at a bay with my dad and just... Mm-hmm. They say a story's uh, a film is written three times, one by the writer, one by the director, one by the editor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel like there's so much that can be done in editing uh, that takes the vision of the writer and the director and kind of takes it in a whole, can take it in a different direction. And uh, a common uh, production saying that I use a lot uh, is we'll just fix it in post. We'll fix yeah. it in post. Is, um, oh, yeah. You know, when you're, when you're up against it, against a schedule, you know, you're trying to get everything done. You're just like, ah, don't worry about it. We'll fix it in post. Ninety nine percent of the time, you, you can, can do that. You can yeah. do that. One percent of the time, one percent of the time, you got to do retakes, and you're yeah, you're completely you're shit out reshoot. of luck. But yeah. um, I, I do believe uh, fix it in post is uh, not only uh, something to live by. Is is a, is a <laughs> mantra to live by as a as a producer. And I think yeah. that was the name of a post house, which was. Brilliant. It's like, yeah, fix that's it a in great post. one. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that I agree with you. I yeah, agree. We yeah. can fix it then at yeah. the end. Yep. Cool. I'm cool. um, great. Well, that's uh, nice. that's another uh, episode uh, in the can, yeah. uh, as we say, uh, in the industry. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, look forward uh, to putting out some more episodes for you. And I want you guys to be excited for some of the upcoming episodes. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the arbitration process that Robert mentioned in one of the previous Uh, episodes and we're also going to talk a little bit about uh converting a screenplay into a graphic novel and uh we have some great guests planned for you guys in the future so uh stay tuned and uh keep uh, check our social media for updates when uh new episodes are coming out all right guys that's good thanks Thanks. cheers cheers thank you can we be friends